Welcome to the Liquid Soapbox Podcast. This is a show where we talk about topics that we're passionate about, giving us an opportunity to get up on our soapbox with the help of a little bit of liquid fuel. Welcome to the Liquid Soapbox Podcast. My name is Dominic Battistella. I'm your host. I'm here today again with my co-host Clint Webb. What up? And our producer Andre Cameron. Today we've got a special guest. We want to welcome in Mr. Dwight Dylan Simon. Now we've been having a little bit of fun with that. Dwight <laughs> Dylan. Situation. Yeah, exactly. And Dwight, you were a musician. Is that correct? I was. Yes. You was in a, in a, a musician. former life. In a former yes, life. Do you still play? I actually I made the decision about a year and a half ago okay. to put it on pause for mm. at least five years. Oh wow! Not okay. even for fun. So not even for fun. Wow. Yeah. Cathartic. I'm sure it was something that was cathartic for you, and now it's nothing that you have an outlet. You don't have. You have another outlet, I assume. Uh, yeah, I yeah. have my ukulele. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, so music. you are yeah. playing. Music. Okay. What did you play prior? What What were you a professional musician playing? Trombone. Mm. Trombone. Yep. Okay. Yep. So what did you play? I guess professionally, I started yeah. with classical music. Mm. Okay. And then my life took me down the jazz pop route yes. and my last professional was really jazz and pop on a cruise ship okay mostly Love interesting it. mostly pop Did, okay so <laughs> when you playing ships. what on the, the the ballroom or something like that everywhere mm. okay like the theater restaurants outside on the deck okay and basically anywhere where you could fit six-piece band <laughs> sometimes on yeah. a very very rare occasion hey we need a trombone here but that happened like is that like at the comedy show like when once. somebody makes a bad joke? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that sound is a trombone, by the way. Anytime yes. you hear the no wah, doubt. wah, wah, that's a trombone. That's a trombone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you, so, worked on a cruise ship mm-hmm. and you played where in the world? Yeah. Oh gosh, we went to so many places. Let's see here. Um, East and West Caribbean, all up and down the uh, California coast. Okay. Okay. That's pretty terror. cool. Yeah. Went to Canada, the like west part of Canada. Sure, sure. Like um, Alaska. Uh, ship yeah, yeah. Went okay. to Alaska. This is beautiful, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, oh that's what gosh. I hear. My wife loves that place. It's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you don't mind the cold, yeah. the rain. Sure. Um, and the dark six months out of the year. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, well, you don't sucks, typically you know. take the cruise ship up there during not. the winter months. <laughs> Although, Aurora mind you, all of the, uh, all the passengers are in the 80s and 90s, okay. so I forgot what it... I forgot what sixty-year-olds and forty-year-olds and <laughs> looked like for a while. We were kind of yeah. like, "Oh my gosh!" And there was some other funny stuff that, like, you just you wouldn't expect it, but it happens where people go onto a ship and then all of a sudden one day you're like, "Is that a helicopter taking what it looks like a body up?" Oh, yes, it, my is. Gosh, it is. Okay, what you cruise know? ship did you work for? <laughs> Princess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's funny. There's so working in the industry that I work in, there was some discussion about people who. Instead of going into nursing homes because there's healthcare provided on the cruise yeah. ships, they will literally go and yes. just inst- instead of paying the price that it takes to pay because it's a probably nurse, cheaper. It's cheaper Completely. to be on a cruise ship all year long. Yeah, and you get to travel, you get to do all yes. these things, okay. and they have the healthcare. Okay, that's a brilliant fucking idea. It is. It's, <laughs> it's something that I'm gonna keep in they the need back of my mind here. That. Oh, <laughs> I'm I mean, gonna keep so, that. Filed away. Yeah. Some people actually cruise nine months out of the year. That's fucking and go awesome. back for one month between their like three month stints or four, or four month stints. Check up on their property and then go back. Can you sure. buy like a seasons pass for you these can. ships? Shut yes. up. You, like, for real? Like the the more travel days you have, the more they upgrade you. They're literally like we would every two weeks. There was this show that we played. It was like the captain's exclusive VIP. All it was the people who have spent the most money on the ship. Sure. But you'd have people who are like, yeah, we've accumulated 12,000 days. And if you do the math on that's years. That's a long fucking time. Yeah, yeah. that's a long, that's right? a long time. I, yeah. I just, I can't even imagine being 12,000 on days. a cruise ship for that long. I, it makes you after a while. Dude, it, it makes you weird. Like, yeah. seriously, uh, the people who. It's a whole community. You have everything you need there. Pretty you much. Food. You have interaction. You yeah. have food. You have drinks. You have yes, the everything ocean. you need. Yes. You yeah. have music. You have entertainment. Yep. 
Okay, we wanted to talk about your career as a musician, but this is really interesting. Oh, we'll, so we'll talk start to, with talk to, Yeah, talk to me about some of the idiosyncrasies of people that spend way too oh. much time on a cruise oh, ship. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah. Some so, kind of tick. Um, yeah. They have ticks. They oh, have ticks. Sure. They like their, their desire to actually go back to the real world or land starts to wane. After a while, they're like, eh, I've seen it. But they really turn weird. So I'll give you an example. My last Please. boss, which was the musical director on on the cruise ship, whose name I will not say, just out of sure. res- respect. Okay. Let's let's call him Grant. Okay. He was super super high strung. Okay. Like to the point where it takes a lot for me to not like somebody. Like it really does. In this case, it got to the point where just he. When he was doing his job on the bandstand, he was on point. But off the bandstand, he was just a weird guy. Yeah. Like he, I remember him showing this picture because he was, he was totally into uh, model trains. He had this mm. whole like very elaborate train set in the basement of his mom's place. Okay. okay red so flag he, one and red flag and one. two and two. Okay. And three. It gets. He it gets way too much time. It on gets a better. Ship. It gets better. He had pictures of his face. On every single one <laughs> of the passengers on this model, okay. and he would actually eventually he organized like a once a tour of all the pictures he had of this whole PowerPoint presentation. And of course, only sixty and seventy year old men would go to this. Like right. their wives didn't attend this. Yeah, right? of course they didn't. This is oh one of the God. attractions. It was like one of the attractions okay. on the so, boat because you got nothing better to do. So, so there'd so be like, how, how, how thick do you think the FBI file is? Oh on my this gosh! This is what, I so mean, where is he from, and are there girls missing? This is what <laughs> I didn't I've honestly. Seen that episode. I didn't care to ask, and definitely oh. it was just don't ask. Yeah, he was just he was Ooh. a really odd guy. <laughs> Yeah. Right, Ugh. and to uh-huh. the point where uh-huh, you know, if he asked me, "Hey, do you want to help me with this?" I would straight up tell him, in in my kindest, nah, very direct way possible. I prefer not to. That's a hard no for me. Yeah, Just, yeah. I prefer not to. But every now and then, because I have crew responsibilities, he'd be like, "You know what?" As a part of your contract, and I'd be like, "Okay," but so, I would, of course, I would put it off. Yeah. Until he absolutely said, "Dwight, Don't it's your turn." Don't want to spend not even fifteen minutes. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say. So, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. You were on the cruise ship too. Yeah, I was. <laughs> How weird are you? That's why I left. Yeah, I get That's it. That's why I left. It got to the point really where all of a sudden I, I started to question my sanity. So it's like Jack Nicholson in The Shining? It definitely is. <laughs> oh it really gosh. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so it, is so not worse? even the trips to land, like the spot, the stops at the Bahamas or yeah. Jamaica or whatever, that didn't help or that well, wasn't because it was only for, what, a couple hours or whatever? Well, it did help. And the thing is, you would know the people who had drank the Kool-Aid because they wouldn't get off the ships anymore. Oh. That was a telltale sign. Mm. When you're like, no, I don't want to go out. Mm. So whenever, because it can get really easy to start like getting depressed and feel alone, even though you're around tons of people. Get on a jet ski. Nobody's ever frowned on a jet ski. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I would force myself to go out and yeah, meet yeah. people that I didn't know oh, on like the you. different restaurants and stuff like that. Sure. Just to make sure that I was keeping my mm-hmm. my, my sanity. Yeah. This was like, this is something, Bro. I'm so glad we're talking about this because people don't talk about this. Oh, this is fascinating. No, this you is know? the most interesting. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> beelined it yeah. like, oh, yeah. okay, some weird, I want to talk about the weird stuff. Hey, yeah. talk about the yes. weird stuff. Okay. All right, so legitimately how long out of how how long did you do the cruise ship let's see i did it for what is it 30 i did it for almost two years okay shit okay Okay. so how many days out of a year were you on the ship itself let's see my first contract was six months and then i was off for a month and a half and then i got back on so i'd say out of those two years probably about a year and a half wow yeah, you had you had to break it up because literally after yeah. that, like, if you had a three month contract, two and a half months in, you started to get cabin fever. If you had a six month contract, four months in, you were like, okay, I'm ready to leave. So you were just another part of the crew, right? Like as far as the ship goes, the well, hired help, the crew. Crew, huh? The entertainment part, right? Of course, the entertainment crew. Okay, so that, that's a really good distinction because um, on a cruise ship, there is a hierarchy, like straight up. You like if you're if you this is your job you can't go here and you can't do this. Okay. Right. Now that I was technically Rookie speaking. King. Yeah. Said again? Said you, no you boiler room the, for you. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some some things were totally off, off limits. And this yeah. was but this the thing is, I'm I'm a very free spirit at heart. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I don't ask for permission. 
I would yeah. much rather ask for forgiveness. No doubt. And I almost got fired because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like three strikes and you're out. I got two. <laughs> so, okay. So you where, where did you go that you What room go? was off limits? The library. <laughs> what? I know. It's so stupid. So, I don't understand that. The cafeteria, was that off limits? No. <laughs> the dining but, room? But like, let's say, so <laughs> I would go to the library like almost every single day because I just yeah. enjoyed being there, being around the passengers sure. and all that. Somebody knocked on me. I don't know who, but, but somebody did. Haters. And it came back to Grant, who was, of course, like Mr. By the Book. He is the company man. Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, Dwight, I've heard this and that, and I'm going to have to put this on your record. And if you cool, want bro. to spend that amount of time, like, we'll find out where you can go. So I had to go to the club. At 1 p.m. instead of going to the li- library to just do my thing and hang out. Are they bringing you books to the club? No. That's own. pretty shitty. Yeah. yeah, that seems odd. Yeah, it seems really weird. Was it because it was a like a guest thing or? It was because of the rules. And one of the one of the crew members who maybe thought I was too free-spirited or who was probably jealous, honestly. Oh, one of those musicians, I can think they'd do whatever sure, they want. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sure. happened a lot, right? Haters yeah. are everywhere, bro. Haters are everywhere, yeah. yeah. They must have said something. I didn't ask. I didn't care, honestly. I'm like, whatever. And then I just went up to the club. It was actually a lot cooler, better, way better view. Yeah. It was all yeah. like the top, top floor. But still, that's... Okay, so that leads me... That kind of probably answers my, my next question. Could you do any of the activities that yeah. the guests could do? Like, yeah. they didn't stop you from doing like, no. the jet skis or the... Any of the excursions or whatever. There was a first come first serve thing on. Oh that. no shit! Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So I did a lot of that. Okay, yeah, yeah I would have had. So it's first come first serve amongst the crew, yes. or it, like it, if those trips or events weren't full with passengers, then you could sign up. Both. Okay. So there was like that some makes sense though. Like sometimes like dog sledding, for example, only had one or two dogs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog sledding. Well, I never is, got. Was that this chance. an Alaska excursion? Yes. yes. And it was the Caribbean. Hey, look, <laughs> I don't know if it was called something that I know. I was just making yeah, sure. It's, uh, something going down down in the basement with right. the model trains. <laughs> We're going to oh call it dog sledding. Look, but that really, is <laughs> seriously the best thing I've heard today. Yeah, right? That Fiction. dude's crawl space. That's all I'm saying. I've actually seen that episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was asking I, you know, if there was girls missing. You know, yeah. <laughs> so what's the craziest thing you ever saw with your own eyes? If you had to pinpoint one thing on these on this cruise ship. Did, I guess define crazy. I don't well, know. I, I don't know. Something like something. Okay. Does anybody get thrown? Did you see some, somebody throw off somebody? Here's crazy stupid. Okay. okay. Yes, here's yes. crazy stupid. That's what we like here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and literally, it was like people could have gotten fired, in trouble. The yeah. ship could have These gone down and smoke. Literally. Fan, yeah. Oh, this is great. So, so statute of limitations has already run up on this. So I <laughs> somebody at two or three in the morning, a crew member. Okay. Nothing good happens. After decides to drop a lit cigarette into the hallway trash can. And of course, the first thing that's going to happen is the fire alarm is going to go off at 3.30 in the morning. Cool. So that's what happened. Like every now and then when crazy stuff happened in the middle of the night and usually happens between 1 and 4 in the morning. Yep. um, Facts. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all the alarms in the ship are going off. All the crew, all the passengers going to the designated areas. People have terrifying looks in their eyes. And then we get stuck in an inferno. Yeah, that's, that's why. I know, seriously. And so, yeah, if, the, if this thing goes down in flames in the middle of the ocean, I'm going we're with shark bait. Yeah. I'm grabbing well, one of those. Come on. Yeah. Like, why would. So everybody was panicked. Nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened, fortunately. And, yeah, they, but they, they, did they get in trouble? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, they were able good. to find yeah. out who it was. Yes. Um, yes. We just. Gossip is. Our travel is faster than the coronavirus. Well, dude, you're, you're, on, a, you're on a contained area for yeah. about six months at a time. It's like being in high school constantly. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, it totally the, is. The only thing different is the uh, spectators change <laughs> every now and again. Yeah, so like, how, like, whenever you got, how did you get the gig? Because you, oh, yeah. you did a lot of music prior. Yeah. And so we talked about, and we probably go back to this cruise ship thing at some point because sure. one of us will think of a stupid-ass <laughs> question that we want to ask nope. you. But, like, how did you get started with music? Because, oh, like, you have some interesting stories you've told me in just passing conversation. Yeah. So just want to know. How did I get started with the music? Yeah. I've always been in love with music. That was just my Where first were you love. born? New York City. Yeah. Or Ithaca. New York State. Okay. Ithaca, New York. Parents love music. My dad. Your he dad. was the music. He was the one who really nurtured my oh. just music desire. Okay. Right? What, did, what did your dad play? He played guitar. Oh, no shit. I've yep. always wanted to learn how to yep. play guitar. Very cool people know very how to good play guitar. Amateur guitarist. 
Cool people know how to play guitar. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to be one of those people. Yep. I aspire. <laughs> you know, have you ever picked up a guitar? Before? I actually bought a guitar. I actually yeah. took guitar lessons for a little while Dude. and then stopped. Yeah. How'd that work out? I stopped. Yeah. Because it's hard. <laughs> all, I mean, like, all musical instruments so are hard. I, I, I sing. I've never played anything. Like yeah. I used to sing. I think I've told you this. Uh-huh. You played classical music. I used to sing in a magical choir in high school. Right. You know, I remember you saying that. Magical uh-huh. choir and shit. So it's, he also had a that train was my, set, Hot Wheels set up. They didn't there. have my face on it though. That's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought about that angle. <laughs> anyway, all right. Back to you. All right. So how did you how did you get into music? Like middle school? Did you like take lessons growing up of piano? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. No. I was taking some type. I was in some kind of. Well, actually, okay. So my very first like formal music education i was in the pasadena boys choir okay this was, i think i was in like second or third grade that's pretty cool Did it you was say pasadena pasadena like pasadena california, california. You, you moved from ithaca to pasadena moved from ithaca to peru, peru. and then peru to pasadena okay we'll get back to that that was pretty go, quick go, yeah yeah go back to pasadena yeah, for sure. yeah yeah so my mom and dad put me in the pasadena boys choir that lasted until i was so you were like fifth grade yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, and you, know, you did it from eight to twelve ish. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Now, at the same time, whenever I would see other instruments, it just I always wanted to play something. It just looked really awesome. So I started off with the recorder. And so, <laughs> of course. Yep. I got kind of <laughs> good at it too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in third grade, I I was the age where I could play a string instrument because that's all they would okay. offer in third grade. So I played violin. Okay. Didn't stick with it. Fourth grade, I played clarinet. Didn't stick with it. Then fifth grade, I played trombone. Okay. And my sixth grade year, my dad took me to Washington, D.C. for a work trip. And I remember we were walking Mm. around this hotel. At the time, I was also really into magic, mind you, right? So there was this magic shop over there. And as we were walking by, I see this guy playing trombone and playing a Christmas carol. And just the richness of the timbre of the trombone, I just immediately fell in love with. Because it was the closest thing to... The actually, and this is true in terms of actual vocal range and musical range, the trombone is the closest instrument to a male voice of any other instrument out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. So I saw that guy and I'm like, I want to be able to do that. And so from, let's see, I guess it was from seventh grade. I still didn't really get into jazz, but I was sticking with it. And then in eighth grade, it's a funny story. I'm going to share this with you. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I was playing classical band, all that stuff. I just taking lessons, everything. And then in eighth grade, I had a dilemma because band that was usually during the middle of the day was at 7.30 in the morning. Mm. And I've never been a morning person. Okay. Mm. Okay. Got it. And so I kept missing rehearsal. <laughs> Imagine that. And I was really pissed off because I'm like, I want to be in band, but I can't wake up. <laughs> so I found out that the jazz band at my middle school played after school ah. and i was like hey dad i found out i like jazz really i like, like jazz, jazz. <laughs> it was a sort of thing but it was more like there's this band that plays after school i obviously can't wake up early mm. enough do you mind picking me up after school and he's like, yeah sure and so my first day in jazz i remember looking at the music and they were playing it but what i saw because again classical training mm-hmm. and what i heard were two different things yep. i'm like what they're playing it's an interpretation of the note Yes, yeah. exactly. It's swing. Yeah. And anybody who knows anything about music yeah. knows that you can't write down swing. No, yeah. not at all. It's something that you it's catch. It's a feel. Yeah. It's a feel. Yeah. You catch it. Once yeah. you, you, you catch it, then it's just there. Yeah. 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 Jazz yeah. is, is, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so from then on, I really developed, I obsessed. Like I dedicated my entire life into college. It became an obsession. And that led me to playing trombone professionally jazz i was still playing concert music because i just i enjoyed it and it was the foundation it was your first was love there. like but kind of thing. jazz was obviously oh, yeah man. and it was actually christian Lindbergh. he was the first guy who's at like classical tr- trombone town i was just like oh my god i want to play like this guy mm. and then conrad herwig is the first trombonist jazz trombonist whose sound i was like i want to play like you too mm. and then just and I, I ended up meeting conrad herwig in new york That's when i was in cool. high school too which was awesome nice so i think we found there's this meme that always goes around instagram or whatever that has a picture of just a recorder yeah and say why did we learn about this in school instead of like a checkbook or something yeah now we found the reason dwight music dwight Dwight started on the recorder look and then went from there to to be fair you should learn about both (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah. Music is important. And that's some ways that this think some of is. the only music that people had in school was the recorder. Yeah. And I mean I think we they should stopped learn about it, we should learn about music. We I should think learn they about art. It. We should learn about mm-hmm. working with our hands and architectural drawing mm-hmm. and how to cook a meal and, and all of those things. Yeah. yeah a lot of those programs agree. get cut. It's but, sad. <clears throat> budgetary constraints. I mean, certain certainly it should be taught. So how old are you, man? Thirty eight. Thirty. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. I was just going to ask because the the big thing when I was coming up through middle and high school, where trombones seemed to be involved in popular music, because you made you mentioned playing pop music mm-hmm. on like the cruise ships, sets. ska. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. sets are Brian Setzer Orchestra, Sublime. Stray Cats, yeah. ska. Yeah. They didn't do as much with a Sublime. They're in, fast stuff, dude. But you're talking about like Money by Boston, yeah, right. Money Boston, some of those other ska bands that mm-hmm. came from New York and, and London. Mm-hmm. And did you ever get into that? I like did. Op Ivy and those bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in college, I was invited to a, play in a ska band, which was a lot of fun. Uh, That's pretty yes. cool. Yes, What's, what band? It was literally just this high school band at, at the time invited me to play with them because I was I was a fraternity brother of mine. Happy like, hey, my old high school band, they they need a trombonist. Would you be so kind as just to play with them this for this one set? You'll just show yeah. up and learn the music. And Where'd you go to school? College, San Diego State. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Diego. Yeah. Yep. San Diego. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Yeah. 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 All right. So Peru. No. Ska first. Oh, Tell about okay. the Ska band experience. It lasted all of 30 minutes. What? Yeah. Really. But it was fun. Why why it was fun. You, why yeah. didn't you stick with it, man? That, that, well, that was going someplace. I, it was honestly, for one, th- actually, I did want to go into Ska. Like, yeah. I really wanted to yeah, do yeah. that. But nobody that I knew was playing Ska. Mm, really? And, and everybody else that I knew who was playing Ska were all a bunch of potheads. Yeah. That's mostly what Ska mus- was. That's mostly what musicians are. <laughs> True. Is it not? Wasn't that where the whole marijuana scare come from? Is like the jazz musicians back in the day? I thought it was Reefer know? Madness in the 50s. Well, that I movie. don't know. The jazz musicians were going to sleep with your wife or something oh, like that. Oh, my gosh. That was probably true anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> They're I mean, jazz musicians. Yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Exactly, because otherwise, if you're a musician, you're not getting that. You're building model trains. In the <laughs> Apparently, I know. We're going to forget this. Just don't worry. Picture that. Oh, my God. We Could have you... a name for the episode. Okay, I, 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 no, no. Stickers of my face. <laughs> oh, my God. No, seriously, that sounds like the script of the next Lego movie. Oh, it's fantastic. fantastic. I have a question that I was okay. going to save to the end, but I don't want to forget it. If you were tasked with introducing somebody to music, mm-hmm. right? And whatever you played for them, yeah. and they were old enough to understand, whatever you played for them was going to be the first piece of music they ever heard. What would you play them? Because the right, like a mind immediately goes to like classical, right? Some Mozart, some Beethoven, some Bach, something like that. But I wanted to see your perspective because I've asked these, I've asked this to uh, some friends, and yeah, it's always yeah. been classical. Classical is the way to go, or well, play them some Stevie Wonder, or no, I mean, I it would. So what I would do is. First, I would ask them what they were familiar with already. No, they're not familiar with anything. This they've, is the first piece of music they've ever heard ever in the history of their life. So, so they're either a baby no, or, or they've been locked in captivity. A, they've, they've been, been locked been, in a basement. Right. <laughs> so you, you are tasked with introducing this person to music. Okay. That's a great question. It's like your first, their first thing that they're ever going to hear musically. Yeah, yeah. What would you play them? We can come back to it if you want to think on it. Yeah, yeah. Just answer yeah. it before we stop. You know, yeah. the funny thing is, is you think about classical, right? And you're going to introduce somebody to that, but that's generally pretty complex music. It's intense. Typically, people who are, yeah, it is yeah. intense. And there's lots of movement mm. and, and action and changes in tone and speed and everything like that. It would seem that you would want to introduce something, somebody who's never heard music before to something simple that they can wrap their mind around something like Frere Jaca or Silent Night or something super simple scheme and melody and that sort of thing. Tell you the truth, the first thing that came to my mind, honestly, was the album Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. That is my answer it's, for sure. It's Because uh, how is that not? It's simple enough the- because I totally agree. You want to start them off with something simple. But you also want to start them off with something where they can create pictures in their mind. Because yep. the, and this goes, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, Clint, but before Love I, it. actually, no, let's see here. Right after I ended my, you know, like music te- teaching career, um, I got certified in hypnotherapy and neuro Oh, no, program. you didn't say that. Yeah. And so one of the things that I learned through that is that our unconscious mind thinks in pictures. Like we dream in, in pictures. Sure. Yes. And so there's two kinds of music. There's 
programmatic music, which is music that allows you to think in pictures and creates a mood. And there's everything else. Yes. Okay. Miles Davis is that. And Miles Davis is that. Yeah. Right. When people think of Miles Davis, they usually think of Blue. Honestly. Yes. It's probably one of, it might be right up. It's definitely one of the the best selling albums of all it's time. It's one of the best albums of all time. Yes. One of the best albums of yeah. all time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would go with that. That's a, that's a great choice. Yeah. That's a really good choice. And then maybe after that, Vivaldi. I like Vivaldi. Yes. Yeah. I like a lot of piano. Yeah. I'm a fan of piano. Doesn't he do more... Vivaldi? Yeah. It's a lot of piano. The stuff that, that I know is or yeah. orchestra-based, but maybe I just haven't heard enough of his harpsichord stuff. So I want to go back just mm-hmm. a couple of steps. You said after music, you did what? Hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy. Yes. Okay. How does one, one, get a license to practice hypnotherapy, and two, for what purpose does one practice hypnotherapy yeah, yeah, and yeah. three what is hypnotherapy uh okay <laughs> that's the old bugs bunny thing there's yeah. got to be more to it than yeah, the okay. get out stuff okay wait. so ask those three questions uh here. how does one get into hypnotherapy how do you right. get a license yeah, okay. how do you get a license so you don't get a license in hypnotherapy okay. you get certified okay okay right? you can literally just look up any hypnotherapy school you go through their classes and they give you a, a certification. Interesting. It's like an official certification. Uh-huh. Is it like the, a government regulation behind it's, it? That says I don't know. You if have to any go through X, Y, and Z. To the, get... It's like the hypnotherapy board. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I, I, so some of those. Things, I asked the question because, like, you can get you can get certified as a reverend sure. online yeah, with of... no anything. You just like pay X amount of dollars, and now you can perform a wedding ceremony. It's right. like that. It's like that. Okay. It, okay. It's, and only because it's not like. It's not considered a hard science. Okay, right, sure. It's, right, it's not recognized. Sure. Can like, you turn Clint into a chicken? Yes. Or make him think he's like... <laughs> only if he wants to. If I'm receptive yeah. to it. Only if he's receptive mm-hmm. to it. Well, how does so, he... Okay, so he, a, a lot of it is a lot of it's belief. I think a lot of right? people do it You have for, to believe that you can. It, for it can curing, happen. A lot of people do it for... It, Smoking, anxiety, smoking, addictive, anxiety, yeah, addictive, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and it works for a lot of people. It's it's the a lot of people think it's the placebo effect. I don't know enough about about I have it. No so. idea. What do you think? It's a hundred percent that actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because so it it cracks me up when you know I meet people who say, oh, like I I'm a control freak. I'm completely in, in control. And 99 out of 100 times, they're the most out-of-control people. <laughs> because the people who are truly in control can let go yes. of control, knowing that they can regain control whenever they, they want. Sure. The people that are control freaks are the ones that are have the most, well, not just anxiety. Yeah. Yes, anxiety, but they have the least, the lowest level of self-confidence. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, do you, yeah. have you guys seen this, this shit with this professor in, of, at Columbia? who does hard drugs and is open about it huh. and does it to to set to show himself I'm going to find it to show himself and everybody else that there's just there's a limit that you can control it at and uh, like he'll do heroin he'll do cocaine he'll do crack serious business oh, wow. uh, and, and he's uh, he's a still, he's a professor he's a tenured and professor he's still employed mm-hmm. at, yep. at Columbia. one of our institutions yep let me see i'm, I'm gonna find I'm, it Continue. i'm almost i'm almost certain that the lead singer of bad religion is also a professor at columbia as well <laughs> so there's that yeah. i'm Go. gonna i'm gonna find this and bringing and bringing it, it back to music <laughs> yeah it was just crazy so, so you can get certified yeah. right you take some classes you yep. get certified and then what do you what did what do people do with that you can do so many things the reason why why i wanted to do it honestly was because so this actually goes back to the cruise ships. When I was on the cruise ships, I had a lot of stage fright. Okay. Okay. Because I just, I, it was just, it was me. And it was the first time that I was given a lot of solo opportunities and all that. But also at the same time, um, I was really insecure about talking with women. And I was going on to, I had a bunch of free time. So I was going on to these dating coaching websites. And okay. since I couldn't afford dating coaching at the time, a lot of them kept referring to NLP books and how you can use hypnosis to basically help. There's that part of it too. But the thing is, that terrified me. I was really scared of trying to hypnotize women and then it backfiring. Okay. And so through that, which by the way, you can, but that's another conversation. But so (laughs) through that part of it, I started to learn all these tools on how to just really 
take control of the anxiety in myself mm -hmm. so that when it would come up rather than let it control me, I could tame it like training a dog. Okay. 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 And I would literally I'd so be acting as your own Caesar Milan. Then. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Actually. Was it through like meditation or it, it was a combination of meditations, okay. waking visualizations. Okay. I, you know, um, I've, I've always had a hard time with meditating. I do a little bit more now, but visualization I, I can do. Meditating is hard, bro. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, hard. Yeah. And so one of the reasons why I decided to actually get certified as a hypnotherapist the okay. first time was just to help myself out. But then also I, again, studying these different dating coaches and all that, that kind of stuff. One of the things that you can do with hypnosis and you really, you got to really, you got to come from a really good place, a really good place because hypnosis. people can do some really horrible stuff to people who yes. are very gullible and that That's will fact. come come back yes. to you yeah. Yeah. yeah real quick carl hart neuroscientist at columbia for one of the first african-american tenured professors at columbia all right wrote a book called drug use for grown-ups there you go i just i just text yeah. all the other sweet perfect, perfect okay so i'm not sure if you want to <laughs> you're gonna edit this part part out nope. but so one of the things that i discovered that you could do with hypnosis yeah. that i was like i have to bring this to my dating life okay is you could basically give women orgasms with just your voice and i was like i need to learn how to do I'm this i'm pretty sure that i saw that on the howard stern movie show <laughs> yes <laughs> no that's no, it's the movie. well yeah that <laughs> yeah. but then also actually like literally they're called anchors where you can sh where you can fire off certain words okay huh either before during or after and they would just be sitting there and they would be having a really good time all right what, what are these words it's whatever you want <laughs> you have i think you have to hypnotize yeah them it's it's whatever you want it's like right. having the remote control for the yes yeah that's right. exactly okay. what, what it is sure. when, oh, yeah. so when i Heard found it. out that this is a thing i was like <laughs> i have to learn how to do this and but here's the most important part to it which is you got to find the right woman yeah. Sure. Okay. You gotta, right, so when you find the right woman that reacts that passionately to your voice, you marry her. Is yes. <laughs> I think you can. Absolutely. You definitely can. I think that's <laughs> absolutely the yeah, best move. You definitely can. So now, converse to that, I was like, yeah. I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also thought to myself because I I love teaching. Okay. And I love coaching, and so that's a fun I, sport. And so I wanted to basically teach other musicians. How to not have stage fright. Okay. Sure. So when I was on the cruise ship, That's great. my very first time on the cruise, because I was like, I was on the cruise ship, then I went back to teach music, then I went back to the cruise ships. So when I was on the cruise ships, I figured out how to do this. And then when I went back to teaching, I slowly started to teach my students mm. how to basically be able to go on stage, perform, and not have stage fright. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Which is a really cool, cool thing. It's a necessary thing because it's a real thing. It's a, it's real a necessary deal. thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To you go know? back to the silly side, then <laughs> if you taught a class on the cruise ship teaching eighty-year-old men, how oh to get my gosh, wives, I voice. thought about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought about that. I think, I think, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say <laughs> you, you would have had a larger attendance than <laughs> Sticker Face Train Boy. Here's something funny about that. <laughs> Just a guess, like yeah, more than likely. <laughs> I remember talking to with I remember talking with one of the musical directors, my, my bosses, and this guy was he was a pervert, oh, but okay. in a good way. It's yeah, not in a not creepy way. And not creepy way. Joking he way. was gotcha. he was just like this guy <laughs> just locker room way. he was he, he was just cool talking to him about sex i was like okay we, we can talk <laughs> okay when i went into this subject he was like whoa and i remember he's just it made him really uncomfortable wow and i was like bro what do you think if i if we did this class now here's the thing though <sighs> cruise ships are a family environment like, sure they're it's not. a sign up but course. wouldn't yeah. like knowing how to <laughs> Give your spouse, your wife, this type of pleasure. Actually make your family that much happier. Oh, it's oh just, yeah. Just call the class intentional communication. Oh, yeah. I love that. 18 and exactly. up. Exactly. Eighteen and up. Eighteen and up. It's really yeah. not that hard to no. control. Intentional communication, and you have to talk it like this. It 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 helps. It really does. I'm it helps. Sure it, it does. doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dominic, you have you have a very you have to have that very hypnotic voice. voice. <laughs> yeah. And our safe word is <laughs> boxer cantaloupe. Shorts. That's two <laughs> boxer shorts. Is two words. That's a little tough to say under pressure. Okay, so since we're back on the cruise ship, Dre had a question. Let's see what it. Okay, this is a good one. Did you ever? Disguise yourself as a passenger or act like a passenger. <laughs> I was tempted. 
I was tempted. So you could go to the library. I, I really was. The thing is, though, like I had to wear my uniform all all the time, and I had to wear my badge all the uh-huh. time. So it was, yeah. I was like, man, there were so many rules, and there were just certain rules that like other crew members who had a little more status than me broke. But I was like, man, I don't get I don't get paid enough to break the rules, and I genuinely I liked my job. I didn't love it. Did they make you pay for stuff? On the cruise um, ship? Or did they give you things. the free... Uh, certain things. Like, like alcohol you had to pay for. Okay, it was yeah. like food a, was... It wasn't all-inclusive, some, you mean? Some food. The, some. Yeah. yeah, like pimento cheese sandwiches or some well, shit. Or so like, the cafeteria, Spain, like all the cafeterias, to to, I could. Yeah, yeah. okay. The only oh, okay. things that I had to pay for, there were like the steak restaurant mm. I had to pay for, the Italian restaurant I had to pay for. The do, you to play, do you have to pay like market price? Or no, did no, you no, get no. We, yeah, okay, just making sure. Did you ever disguise yourself one of the natives on the island or something like that? Like, I need to get these. There were, were you ever tempted to not get back on the boat? No, but actually once I actually almost missed oh, the, shit. the boat. I missed the boat because I forgot to ch- yeah. You're traveling through different time zones. And one, oh, and yeah. one time, oh, thank I had me Facebook up. open. Oh, right? that would fuck me up and, so bad. And yeah, and so one, and I was always punctual. Was this before your phone changed automatically? Doesn't it do that when you change time yes, zones now? Yes, but for some it's reason, yeah. sometimes they don't change. I mean, so you don't have cell reception out in the middle of the ocean? No. You mean those uh, times? Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> this one time, this one time at band camp, it's more like this one time on the cruise ship, right? Your instrument's... <laughs> Yeah, I'll stop I know. It's not good clear. All of a sudden, I'm doing my thing, all that kind of stuff, and then I get this <laughs> Facebook message saying, "Dude, where are you?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" So they're like, they're closing the door. And I looked up, and I'm like, "Isn't it four? I said, "No." So my clock was an hour off. Oh fuck! And I'm like, "Did you running. make it? Did you I, make it?" I, just barely. He like, had to grab onto the door as it was closing they, and yeah. they, they they closed it. I was oh, running shit. up. They had to open it. And when I got that, like, we've been drinking all this kind of stuff, and they took away yeah. my ID, and I was like, "Yeah." Like, now you're an indentured servant. So you were a passenger at that time. Then you could go to the library. <laughs> if they took away your... If they took out. That was actually more like a demotion because I couldn't uh, even leave the ship. Oh, that's balls. Yeah, I know. So did, did, when you were on the ship, did you have to share a room with people? What, I what did. Is, what is oh, like for my crew? gosh. What's oh, it like for crew? That's a great question. Live? Yeah. <laughs> Two grown men in, in a room that's like the size of your bar. I kid okay. you not. Yeah. With bunk beds. Oh, nice. That's like college all State over again. Room. It was like college, except, except they're paying you. Yeah. Yeah. But they're paying you. <laughs> did you have a like a a bad I mean, roommate? What, what, what did they call them? Poor callers, poor holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so you, I didn't yeah. have that luxury. You didn't have only, anything. Only the guest entertainers did. Yeah. So whether it was three a.m. or three p.m., I did not know unless I actually walked outside. Yeah, that would be that's that weird. would be tough. It's like living in a cave. Yeah, that would it be is. tough for me. But you don't you always have the ability to go outside? Yeah, sure, plane yeah, you can or just, whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's did, not like they restricted did, your deck access. No. Did okay. you get to choose your roommate? Did you know no. who you were going to be on rare circumstances? You got to choose your roommate, but really, what ended up, it was rare. You I'm would like, have to live with asshole company. number one or asshole number two. Well, you would have you to know? know who you were. Well, going to be on the ship. I was always entertainment. Always roomed with entertainment. So I so I always knew I was going to room with another you know musician. That's cool. Okay, so now we can go back to Peru. What? So you, well, I think he went back, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I went, I went back actually after cruise ships. Yeah. Okay. So you lived in Peru when uh-huh. you were very young. So sometime oh, in between the time you were born and the time you started boy squire, boy squire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I went to Peru actually right after being. It was right before cr- cruise ships. Or okay. Actually, it was more like, it was more like a cruise ship, cruise ship number one. Then I went and did the music teacher thing. And then I went back to cruise ships. But Peru and then cruise ships. So I'll just go to, to, to Peru then. Yeah, so wait, sorry. Ask your question again. I didn't have I don't really think it was right, a tell us about it, Peru okay. and music yeah. and all um, this shit down there. So Peru was just the first time where I really felt like I had designed my life. Okay. From, the, from just like the top down. Okay. So now the story leading up to Peru. Peru is worth sharing because that's how everything got in Peru. That's why we're here. When I was a music teacher, teaching high school music, Southern California, the budget cuts were, were coming around. And I was, at the time, I was on vacation with the, with the gal I was dating. And I got a call from my principal saying, hey, we have to hire an art teacher, so we're going to take your salary and cut it in half. Shit. You can come back if you want or not. We'll we'll give you a week. Mm. Fortunately, at this time, I was also like in my like hypnotherapy training. So I was learning all these tools to not freak out when life throws you unexpected mm-hmm. stuff lemons yeah and fortunately i had learned how to make a decision very quickly like instantaneously actually so i got the, the, this news and through my training one of the things they told me is 
hey, when something like this happens to you, reframe it right away into how can you make this to your benefit. Mm -hmm. So I just thought to myself, okay, I've wanted to do more with my life any, anyway. This is the universe telling me, God telling me, it's time. What you going to do? You mm -hmm. going to go for it? You always wanted to or not? Yep. And so walk in, all this kind of stuff. To my girlfriend at the time, hey, I just got, got this call. She's like, what are you going to do? I was like, give me five minutes. I'll, I'll figure it out. Eat some food, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm like, I'm going to say no. Yeah. But it took me a week to actually tell them because I was like, am I really going to say no? But yeah. I stuck with my guns because I was like, okay, I'm, I've just, one of the things that I, I learned from then and still now is never make a decision when you're down. Always make a decision when you're in, in a good mood. So never go to the grocery store hungry. That's right. It's right. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Never go to bed hungry. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. All that stuff. I made this decision to quit being a musician, but I didn't know what I was going to do next. Okay. I just knew, okay, something good has got to happen from this because obviously like, this and you is totally were out of my control. No, yeah. Girlfriend. Uh-huh, exactly. Okay. Just going through life, all that kind of stuff, and then I get a call. Actually, I called up my, at the time, my dad's ex-girlfriend who, you know, she was like an aunt, and I called okay. her every now and then. I was like, hey, how's it going? The kids, all that kind of stuff. And she's like, hey, Dwight, whenever you talk about Peru, you always light up. Why don't you move there? Mm. And I thought to myself, no idea. why don't I move there? Nothing is actually keeping me here other than a girlfriend who isn't really, like, whenever I talk about my ambitions, she's not that excited for mm. me. Yeah. And I, right after that, I drove my bike to my mom's place because we were going to have dinner. I was talking to her about it. She's like, it's a good idea. Move right? to Peru. And then I talked to my sister. She's like, that's a good idea. So I thought, I'm doing this, right? Yeah, so, three, three of the most important women in your life. Yeah, yeah. You? exactly. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I told them, there's only one person I've got to say bye to. That's going to suck. So I did. We broke up and then I sold all my stuff and I moved to Peru. Oh, shit. Yep. Yep. It was. How long were you there? A year and a half. Okay. That's ballsy. Yeah. It was, it was, I had some from selling my car and fortunately I had all my family in Peru. Why didn't so, you want to take your car down there? Or did you just sell it for the money? I sold you were, for oh, okay. So you were yeah, just going to establish. Yeah, got exactly. It. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. And, and so when I, now I, it was terrifying. Like when you say it was ballsy, it was like, cause I made a decision also to never go back to teaching music at the academic level, basically mm. high school music. I was like, this is done. I'm moving forward with my life. Sure. Yeah. So I was, freaking terrified i remember talking to my business coach at the time she's like well if you're gonna do this do it and i'm like okay yeah. superman pose Let's yeah yeah exactly. yeah exactly so i get there and the first couple weeks i'm just living with my dad he, he was living up in the hounds at the time and he's so like, he lives hey. in peru yeah okay he, he, he was that makes it a little bit easier yeah okay definitely right. yeah like, right. i had a lot of family support yeah. it wasn't like i'm going there by myself i yeah. was not by myself no doubt like, okay at all so that made it really all right hanging out with, with, with him just getting to know things he's like what's your plan i'm like i want to go and be a musician here and I want to play at the conservatory. But I had no connections at this time. The only connection that I had was some dude that I met through the internet through these like dating coaching forums. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in Peru in two months. I'd love to connect with you because, you know, like we're about personal development. So what's right? the conservatory? Is this like literally what it sounds like? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Okay. it's like the National Conservatory of Music. We're, okay. we're basically Got you. all of the classical professional musicians in Peru go through this school no shit. Okay. to become professional musicians. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so I showed up to Peru, cool. partied for about a month, just enjoyed my, my, myself, but at the same time, making friends, making connections, sure. all this kind of stuff. And then Staying I, with your dad or did you get your own place? I stayed with my, okay. with my dad. And then, when, and then I moved into basically my grandparents. They've had a, a, a place there next in, in the city called Miraflor. It's a two-story, like five-bedroom, three-bath place. It's like an awesome place. It's really old and it's probably going to get knocked down pretty soon, but it's like a cool place. Mm -hmm. But no indoor heating, none of that. This place was made in like the 30s. And so I stayed there for a while because I had some money and we had servants because that's what you do in Peru. You, you have servants and they're dirt or cheap. So I really just spent all my time, once I got there, hustling. Like my dad gave me one contact, a very connected composer in, in Peru who's from the United States. He said, go see him. Let him know you're my son. So I went, I went to see him. And he said, hey, what's your plan? I was like, I want to play music. He's like, how's your Spanish? I was like, okay. He's like, all right. <laughs> he gave me a list of 10 to 15 musicians. He's like, call them up. Good luck. I said, <laughs> okay. Sure. Why and not? Had that work out. And I got on the And every day for about 20 minutes, I would make five to five to six f f phone calls up until my nerves got the best of me. Sure. Just being like, amigo de Kevin Nordis me dijo que... Uh, que I need subtitles. Basically, it was like... 
a referral call. Sure. So, hey, yeah, I'm Dwight. I play the trombone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, got, exactly. I got that part of it. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. about all I got. Yeah. You'll ask um, me after that. And out of a list of 15 people, five people said, let's get together. And then one or two of them said, okay, here's a list of people. Go talk to them. Just typical pumping mm-hmm. people for referrals and asking, mm-hmm. who do you know? Networking. Yeah. 101. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sure. And so what I would do is whenever they would invite me to, to, to play a show, if I was like, hey, are you free in an hour? Yeah. I would just show up right? yes, with my trombone, ready, ready to play. And the first thing that really hit is, and it just happened to be like two blocks down the street from where I lived, this, this um, restaurant called um, Cafe Goiba from Cuba. And I was just there hanging out with my, my trombone. And the, and the leader of the band said, hey, we've got this trumpet two-part. Can you play? And yes. I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a go. Now, Trumpet. Yes. Kay. Now, Very thankfully, different. here's the thing, though. It's a lead um, instrument. I, no, a no, trumpet uh, is not, sorry, a, not a, a brass a instrument. Yeah. And so, thankfully, my trombone teacher in college told me, if you want to get ahead in the musical world, you got to learn how to play trumpet parts because you never know. And so, fortunately, I spent a lot of time learning how to play trumpet That's parts. Awesome. So, I showed up, I played this trumpet part, and the guy next to me is like, pretty good. A week later, mm-hmm. I got a call for my first job. That's awesome. Nice. And then it just... I showed up. People were like, "Hey," and then just the call started hey, coming you in. You can play trumpet on trombone. Well, I mean, yeah. he, we already know he hangs out just places with his trumpet. Yeah. Well, with <laughs> his or trombone. trombone, with yeah, his trombone, exactly. he just hangs out places. He is not a trumpeter. He is a tromboner. <laughs> now I've been trumpet. waiting. Now there was Now's something. The time. There was something that, that I also did that I think really helped my cause, and this honestly had a lot to do with just like my time going out and meeting women when I, when I was in L- L.A was a lot of times musicians who I would who wouldn't even hear me play would ask me straight chase my face are you good and I would tell them I am you put a new piece of music in front of me and the first time I can play 90% perfectly straight face I had to be like confident <gasps> confidence is key yeah exactly right. I think if I would have been hesitant with that I wouldn't have gotten the, the, the Absolutely. calls. Absolutely, because know? it's all about confidence. Yeah. People love to see confidence. Yeah, exactly. It's, and a, so, it's a huge selling point. Or, or you could just go, you give me the music, and, and we'll see. And I'll play it, and you can decide whether or not you, you think me. I'm good, but I'm going to crush it. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. here on exactly. the side of the road. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So know, how long so, were you in? Let's see. So this is post-cruise ship or between cruise ship one and two? This was between, yeah, I, I was in L.A. between cruise ships one and two. Okay, so Peru, then L.A., or vice versa. Peru than LA. Yeah. Okay. So you were in Peru for a year and a half. Uh-huh. Why'd you come back? Very. Does the phrase hubristic decision make sense? <laughs> I guess it a could decision be. decision full let's, of hubris? I guess it could. So let's hear the story first. <laughs> okay. During one of my gigs, this was like a salsa gig that I was playing, a jazz gig, I don't remember. Salsa. I invited my, my best friend at the time, who he and I were still good friends. He still lives in Peru. And he invited his cousin. I didn't know who his cousin was, but... She and I met and hit it off right away. And what I mean by it was like, we hit it off. And then three three months later, I decided to move in with her. Sure. Right. In Virginia. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah. She was she in was Peru. Visiting. Visiting. Say what part of Virginia you have Dominic's uh, interest peaked? Chesapeake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dom's from Virginia Beach. Oh. Yeah. His ears perk up every time somebody says Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, I'm glad I made the decision, but at the same time, it was like, what's massive, a life lesson? Yeah. Huge life lesson. Yeah. Which I'm fortunately, good. like, everything that I learned from that lesson brought me my wife. Sure. Who was like the exact opposite of her with himself. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> we always want the opposite of the fling that didn't work out. That's yes. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, so Peru, Virginia, uh-huh. LA. Did you move to yes. L.A. with her, or did you leave her to go to L.A.? I left her to L.A. Okay, so yeah. why L.A.? Because my mom lives there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so she still lived out in the Pasadena area-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it was so, pretty much like I called her up. I'm like, it didn't work out. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm going to play some music. So, Actually, no. It was like, I'm coming home, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Okay. Yeah. So what you I for about eight months I hung out and just Self- just did my, my thing and then when I then I went back to cruise ships mm. and then I came back home and then I came back to L A and started the business. Okay. So when did you meet your wife? I met my wife on the cruise ship. No, mm. no, I, met <laughs> I her. hope not. <laughs> Be like she's weird too. She was she's on. got her own basement she, thing going on. She was on. just visiting. <laughs> yeah, right. I met my wife. What was it was second year after being back in Los Angeles from the last time I was on the cruise ships. Okay, 
So yeah. she's from LA as well. Yeah. No, she's actually from born and raised in Durham. No okay. shit. But she was living in. That's LA why time. you came back. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Did, so did the hypnosis thing work on her? No. Obviously. No. No. I guess it did. <laughs> you know. I guess I was like so good that I didn't have to use get your it. NPR. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. gotta make marital foreplay interesting. <laughs> oh, Dominic. <laughs> Look, we keep going back to this. We okay? really. It's kind of. A this cool is thing, not honestly. my fault. It's, it's, <laughs> it's it's fun to talk about, honestly. Yeah. All right. So cruise ship number two. What happened? Like, you signed a how-many-month contract with this one? Right, the first um, one was six months. Yeah, so the... Let's see. So, cruise ship number two before quitting Still princess. Good. Yes. No, so cruise ship number one was... Carnival. Right? Oh, okay. That was right after college. Cruise ship number two princess. was... Princess. That okay. was before coming back to... Which one was better? Two. Okay, so princess was better. Yes. And was that because of your age and previous experience, or was that because of just it was run better? It was... Everything. No train faces. Age, previous experience... Okay. Just like higher quality. So no weird bosses with shit creep. in the basement. Oh, actually, you know what? No, <clears throat> unless there was another boss that, with shit no, in the basement. That so weird boss was on Princess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually okay, wasn't okay. around long enough. I might be getting my I might be getting my, my, my timeline it, mixed up with you guys. We were just talking about the, the craziest thing you've seen. On Crucius, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's what, what it was. Yeah, that's what we were yeah, talking about yeah. earlier. Okay, so Princess. Yeah. So that was an interesting experience as we already know. Yes. There okay. was just, I just got a lot of, it was a combination of, first of all, my dad had just passed away. So actually, no, sorry. He, he had passed away like in the middle of which kind of, cause I was going to do cruise ships for like five years. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this for a while. This is predictable. I can save some money and then I'll go do yeah, really whatever no I want to do. Yeah. But then when he passed away, that's when I was like, nope, I'm going to go do again. What I really want to do is just start a business. But okay. while I was on the ships, I was just having fun and really I had just come off of that relationship that taught me a lot and really just reinventing myself and going sure. like, okay, like who, who do I want to be now? Who's Dwight? And that's when I was like, I'm going to read a lot about how to get just super wealthy like my whole purpose <laughs> on the cruise ship what was like okay, Tony Robbins ton of, yeah like <laughs> yeah. I, I read that book sure Trump I, University <laughs> yeah like I I read Richest Man in Babylon which I was like this is written like a thousand years ago and makes no sense but like I had no bills I was like okay cool I've got all I'm starting to save some some, some money let's make some good decisions because yeah. I was starting from from square one sure. but on top of that I was like okay well I'm playing music too and I actually <laughs> I really wanted to become a rapper when I was on the ships. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So why did I want to become a rapper? Yeah. Because it was fun. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. 2000 what? 2000. I'd be like 14. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't too long ago. No. Huh. And it was, it was just, it was a new challenge, right? Like I, one of the things that I found out about myself when I was on cruise ships. Crazy. Is I crave the struggle. I, I always need some kind of struggle to better myself. I will okay. say, I will say, in 2014, being a rapper wasn't all that challenging. All you had to do was drink a shitload of lean, and yeah, and bellow into a microphone for half a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's changed a bit. But and so here's the kind of interesting thing about that is I was like watching all, all these videos on YouTube about freestyle rapping because I was like, this is the ultimate, right? Like, oh yeah, I watched. I I literally transcribed every rap battle in Eight Mile when I was on the cruise ship because oh, I had was so great. much free free time. It was like, great. It was awesome. I mean, it was right? fantastic. Yeah, so. I know. So good. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's still a go-to. Lose Yourself was the first rap song to ever win a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it should have been him, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because he was the best and still is at this moment. So, I mean, it, it, the that rap battle scene was epic. Yeah. yeah. Epic. I know. So, you were a, I don't know, can't call it an introvert. No. You were just, you just had stage fright. Yeah. So now you've done all this. You've done all this stuff to better yourself and to be, you know put your mind in a better place to do these things. And now you meet you put out video content. Yeah. For the world. Yeah. For your business. Uh huh. And you do it all the time. Yeah. And so that has to be rewarding. Yeah. And that it your work has worked. Yeah. So the entrepreneurship mm -hmm. in you. How did how what why did you decide to get into the business that you're in? Yes. First of all, because I I just I wanted to learn how money worked, and also I always wanted to actually have a business that would create 
passive income. Like I eventually I just want the money coming in without me working. Sure. Yeah. But I don't like stuff. I don't want to sell a physical product. I like coaching and, and, and mentoring. Mm-hmm. So like the first yeah, month. Physical inventory stuff. is problematic. Hmm? I said physical inventory is problematic. It totally yes. is. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, just awful. But you do have physical inventory with people. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's a whole different kind of inventory because yeah. it's like people is my inventory. Mm-hmm. And the, the, like the first month that I, that I got started with a company that I'm in, I realized, okay, because first I was like, uh, like I don't like talking to people about money. I just know, like it's uncomfortable and weird and all that kind of stuff. But I knew, just like anything else, if I want to become wealthy, I've got to learn how to talk to people about money. There's well, no way be, around this. To be fair, people don't want to talk about money. They either. don't. Yeah, right. I know. Right. It, yeah. it, it's it, they would rather talk to you about their sex. That's, That's because right. it's most people in America are mid, what middle class or below. Yeah. So it's there's if you don't see a problem, there isn't a problem. That's if you right. Talk right. about a problem, there isn't. Yeah, a exactly. That's a typical avoidance. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there was that part, but then when I found out that actually, if I was, if I was just gonna go, I could do the self-employed thing and just hustle and make money that that, that way and help people with with, with with their money. But when I found out that I could actually like coach and mentor and build and go out and recruit a, a, a team mm-hmm. it brought in all the skills that i had been de- mm-hmm. developing yeah mm-hmm. and so i thought to myself i can do this it's going to be super hard mm-hmm. but i like stuff that's really hard because at the end of it, it's super reward you know never grow unless you are in, out of your comfort zone exactly and this so many things went out of my mind <laughs> just doing the videos is out of your comfort zone yeah right. exactly yeah and so now it's really come to the point where for example over the weekend i, I got my i got my you know first vaccine shot and, and, and saturday i was burning up though the whole day i really, really? yeah 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 it affected me like did you like, get the okay. Pfizer. Okay. yeah and, and but fortunately we've got like what 20 people on our team who were showing up and all i had to do was just text a bunch of people going hey i'm not feeling well can you do this and things were still running and i'm like that's yeah, yeah. it's all worth it sure yeah yeah because you because it's it's like i'm not that smart <laughs> I just got. I've just got hustle. So never, generally, how it works. Never being you lived in Virginia for a piece, but like you never been in North Carolina before. Right. Your your wife that obviously whenever you met you started the business, yeah. and then you moved everything yeah. from Los Angeles to Durham. Yeah. So what was that like for you? The most liberating day of my life. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. More than going to Peru. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, that's a long, it's a long way and yeah. it's a totally different scene. Yeah. Totally different feel. Yeah. Totally different everything. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It, I've been, I, I haven't lived out there to be fair. Mm. So I don't know what it's like to live out there, but I just, I've spent a lot of time in Southern California. So I've got a oh, ton yeah. of family in San Diego area, oh, cool. but Escondido, Santee. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm familiar with the area. I've spent some time in LA in LA County and just being here, I can imagine living in comparison is just, it has this, it's like sitting in an old chair. It's yeah. very comfortable as opposed to being this high level of intensity all the time. Yeah. Image competition. Oh, and yeah. Things like that that go on. I would never feel like I want, I had to be on 24 seven. I would have never want to feel like that. Yeah. That, 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 I it, assume that's kind of what it was like. Yeah, it is. It yeah. definitely is. I would it got to that point, right? Yeah. Where I was like, I have to be on all, cause everything, mm-hmm. everybody else was like on their best behavior until they weren't. Now there's right? like a mass exodus of California. Oh, huge. Especially <laughs> LA. Yep. Yeah. Cause Rogan left. Now, um, what you dig, uh, built, built a huge, has 2,500 acres in Austin and built a huge Tesla uh, plant in Austin that he's actually going to allow people to come pick their trucks up. That's where he's building the trucks yeah. and pick them up from well, the showroom I and mean, drive them off the showroom. There's that. I, uh, Apple yeah. has yeah. moved to, they're not moving from LA, but they're, they're moved from Silicon Valley. And you heard what's next on the docket. Hopefully yeah, it's Nike yeah, hmm. here. Be interesting. Yeah. Okay. They're already talking about it. Yeah. We're well, one I of mean, their it makes, top five or whatever. It makes perfect sense. This is the land that uh, Jordan made Nike. Yeah. And Jordan True. brand is a thing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You know, and it's all exactly. over here. So yeah. it, well, it, would make, it would make a lot of sense. We are glad to have you. Yes. Community. For this. And this is we are like very, very, very happy that, would, you, <laughs> that you decided to come on and, and, and do stories. this with us. Yeah. There's a, a lot of great. Yeah. There's a lot of great stories. Right? We, <laughs> love, we love hearing that kind of stuff. Oh, hey. it's good times. 
Yeah, you know, it makes my heart feel good. <laughs> exactly. This Thank you fun. for being here. Like you're the we're man, gonna, bro. We're, yeah, Let's we're going to go ahead and uh, bring this to a close. Do you? Uh, where can people find you if mm. they're looking for you right now? Where are you on social media? Sure, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on all social media platforms at The Money Hubby. <laughs> the Money Hubby. Nice. B-Y-H-U-B-B. Yeah? Why? The Money Hubby. The Money Hubby. Okay, so... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all LinkedIn. that stuff. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Post a lot of yeah. videos on LinkedIn. TikTok. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, you do. Tickety top. Yeah. Yep. TikTok's it's crazy. Like I actually get more views on TikTok than any other other place. Do we have a we're too old for this shit drop in the in this show? Because <laughs> we've already talked about that. Oh man. All right. So you got that? Do you have an email address or a website you want to? Sure. Want? My my email is dwight dot rfm at gmail dot com and um, shoot people could even text me if if they want a six two six three two one six eight five eight. Okay. Awesome. Learn all the yeah. businesses. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and and how to play a trumpet. <laughs> and a trombone, yeah, and, and and how to speak very seductively. <laughs> it doesn't oh, hurt. It really it does doesn't. Not, it doesn't hurt. hurt. No. It doesn't hurt at all. Uh, get, get get your voice low though. You can actually force your voice to go. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I you know what? We need Dre to do that because yeah. he has that. He's got that quiet story. Yeah. <laughs> now you sound like the Kool Aid Man. There all right. Go. So so uh, for the. So you can find us yes, uh, on Liquid Soapbox, Liquid Soapbox Pod, all over social media, liquidsoapboxpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and liquidsoapbox.com. We are on Spotify and Apple sure. Podcasts, Stitcher, yeah. all of the places. All the things. Yep. Anywhere you consume your media. Exactly. Yeah. So for Clint, Drace, Peace. myself, and Dwight, thank Follow. you for listening. Peace out.